Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Kuttner, and I'm so glad you're here. This podcast will help you find ways to live a more authentic life. Every week, I have guests on the show from yoga teachers to meditation instructors, everyone to help you feel like the best you. I'm so glad you're here, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So today I have Christy Malloy back on the show. Um, she is the owner of Dish You Well. We will be talking a little bit about holiday health, how to manage stress, how to feel your best during the holiday season, which can be very stressful for some folks. So Christy, thanks for coming on again. Hey, and thank you for having me. I love your podcast, so I feel so honored to be here. I'm so grateful to have you. You are a rock star. So Christy, tell me a little bit about what you've been up to since the last time you've been on the podcast. So um, last I was on the podcast, we were chatting about like the pivots in my business. And I really wanted to focus more on the coaching and education um, background and really just teaching people about nutrition and healthy eating. Um as well as other lifestyle factors and wellness factors that could improve their health. Um, A lot of the time, you know, people do some research online and maybe they don't find anything that's relevant to them or anything that's even of actual value. Um, Who knows if it's even like peer reviewed or factual information. So um, I'm really just an advocate for health. And that is my goal is to help other people. And um, I've been working on my coaching the coaching part of things. So that has been my goal is to grow that part of my business right now. I've definitely read your newsletters and I love the education that you provide people. So I feel like that helps us get into some tips that are really important for general well-being, especially during the holidays. So what do you feel like is the number one tip that you can give people when it comes to feeling well this season? Okay. So my number one tip is shockingly not nutrition, although that's close, but my number one is sleep and prioritizing sleep. It is so crucial for every single aspect of our body, our brain health. Um, If we want to eat healthy and continue a trend of eating healthy, Sleep is really like a determining factor in that um, because lack of sleep, you're not thinking clearly and your hormones are all messed up and your cravings are going to be a little bit irregular. Um, And if that lack of sleep continues, you're just, you're almost not going to be yourself. You're almost a shell of a person at that point. Um, So for me, prioritizing sleep is first and foremost. And when I talk about prioritizing sleep, obviously everyone goes to bed at night. So you would think like, oh, I am prioritizing sleep. I do it every day, but prioritizing a healthy sleep schedule. So that means having some kind of nighttime routine where maybe you're not on your phone for an hour before bedtime because the blue light on your phone is a real big disturbance for your your circadian rhythm um, and the way you will sleep and the quality of your sleep. As well as if you know you have an early start to the day the next day, please don't be scrolling on social media. Don't be binge watching Netflix. You're going to get a short amount of sleep and it's not going to be of quality. So um, 
having like that real bedtime routine is important. So no blue lights, um, try to shut the TV or wear blue light blocking glasses. Um, I know a lot of people are into those. Um, if you do want to watch TV, definitely dim those lights. I love essential oils as part of my, um, bedtime routine right before I go to sleep. I'll put some either on the bottoms of my feet or, um, on my pillow just to give me, um, whatever I need. So sometimes I want like deeper breathing or more clear breathing. So I'll use oils for that. Um, sometimes I just want lavender because that really influences a peaceful feeling for me. Um, so yeah, prioritizing sleep that is first and foremost. No, I agree with you about sleep. Sleep is so crucial. I know we talked about this a little bit last time, but we're basically zombies when we don't sleep. And and like you said, then our hormones are out of whack, our cravings are out of whack. So I really love that. Yep. Yeah. Um, And then what about uh, self-care this holiday season? What do you feel like are some good self-care rituals that people can incorporate this winter, especially if they live somewhere where it's cold and, and maybe they can't go out as much. Ooh, I love that. Um, that, well, that's where we live. It's cold. I'm already freezing for the season. (laughs) But, um, so for me, self-care in the winter is self-care year round is something that I think could be like people think, oh, many petties are self-care. And yeah, maybe sometimes they are, but self-care is actually for me taking care of my health. Um, and back to this ties in with sleep, even if it is freezing outside, I need to get outside at least once a day for some type of walk or at like active, um, time. So mostly it's, it's usually a walk. I do run also, but if I miss a day, of running, but I go for a walk. I'm fine with that. Um, so when you get out, especially early in the day, that sunlight, and even if it's gloomy, that light that you're getting earlier in the day really influences a good night's sleep, but also it just boosts that vitamin D level. If the sun is out, it makes your mood feel good. For me, it's super important as a form of self-care to move my body and to get outside, even if it's cold. So like this morning, it was freezing out, but you know, I put my heavy coat on, I put my furry boots on and I probably looked ridiculous because it's not January yet, but it was freezing. (laughs) And I still, you know, I made sure I went outside because I know what the rest of my day looks like. So self-care is, um, doing things that fill you up, but they're also mindful in regards to your health and what else you're doing for the rest of the day. I knew that later might be warmer, but I don't have the time later to go outside and to do that walk. So I forced myself out while it was freezing. So a big form of self-care is really that planning aspect and knowing what fills you up for your health. Um, So also quiet time and blank space in your day is super important. Um, Silence is really when you find your answers to anything you're looking for. Um, So the way that you schedule meetings, like we had this meeting scheduled or you schedule a doctor's appointment or your nail appointment, um, you really should be committing scheduling time to yourself. So quiet time and blank space that is for you and only you, not necessarily quiet time for you to plan out work stuff, not, not for you to write your shopping list, but just for you to be. And if that means you put on some light music or, um, you know, read a page of your favorite book, um, 
quotes, something like that, or just sit in silence, maybe do a meditation. But that self-care is really planning for it is important. Otherwise, you and I both know it won't get done. If you don't plan for it, our lives are beautifully busy. As I love to say, you know, we're lucky to have all this stuff and all these people um, and plans. But what about us? You know, we, we need to make time alone time for us. So for me, that's really important, especially as a mom and to all the moms out there. It's really easy to forget about you. But ever since I started committing to scheduling time for myself, I feel like I'm such a happy, like so much happier and just a happier mom at that point. Yeah, I so love that. I really do think a lot of people have issues committing to self-care time. And I I feel like maybe we should break this down because for me, I see a lot of folks who do not schedule time to take care of themselves or do not have a sleep routine. They're up on their computers doing work. And I think, you know, the whole work from home thing is part of the issue because there's no divide from like, this is my work and I can leave it at work versus like, Oh, I'll just check my emails before bed. And like you said, like the blue light right before bed is not good for your sleep patterns. So I really think maybe if we can think of some ways to help people commit to the time for themselves and the self-care routine, what tips could we give them? So um, my tip number one is to value yourself and find value in your own happiness. Um, until you until you get to that point where you realize that everything we do and we read and we consume um, impacts our happiness level, which impacts our health, um, until you actually realize that and you find value in your own peace and happiness, you won't make that time and you won't make that commitment. Um, so a tip would be to maybe be around people who already do these things. I think hanging out with like-minded, well, I know hanging out with like-minded people will influence your behavior to, you know, or hanging out with people who maybe are already doing the things that you want to do, um, and starting to get to know them. So that could be if you've been interested in maybe joining yoga and you've never taken a class, just take one class and then, you know, take some more classes and maybe reach out to somebody who you've seen at the studio and ask them, you know, ask them some tips and try to form that bond. Um, the best way that we're going to create these habits is a, to find value in ourselves, and then B to, find um, other people who do these things that we maybe admire. I think a lot of um, the accountability that I have is, A, I really do know my limits and I know what influences my health. And I, it is a non-negotiable for me um, for everything mm -hmm. that I do um, when coming back to health and wellness. But also the people that I surround myself with they hold me accountable. We have um, daily text messages and we talk about maybe what we're lacking as far as health and wellness goes and we will help inspire each other. And before I had this group, it was me on my own. So it's really nice to have that um, support, that support system for everything in our life. But definitely if you want to become more mindful of health and wellness, sleep, quiet time, meditation, all of that is to meet people who maybe already prioritize these things. 
So I just want to highlight two of the things you said, because I feel like they really hit home. Um, I think, you know, valuing yourself is huge. I really like that you said that because when you do value yourself, you will schedule the time. And I also love that you said having people in your corner to hold you accountable. I think, um, you know, when people have a tribe of like-minded people who, you know, are also practicing self-care and also, you know, taking care of their mind, body, and spirit, you're more influenced to do the same. So I really like those Absolutely. two. Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, a tribe is so important in general. Um, and I think especially when you want to be apart from the norm, because the norm isn't usually the self-care, the health, wellness, the love, the self-love and all of that. I mean, at least for me, I don't feel like it was the norm. I think that there are a lot of people around me who I'm close with who still, you know, maybe don't do any of these things or, or even think to do any of these things. Um, and I could only hope to be an influence and eventually their support when they're ready. Um, but I think when you're doing something that's out of the norm, it's especially important to have a tribe because you're, you know, the, the majority of people right now are on their phones, scrolling all hours of the night, consuming so much mindless stuff. Um, whereas there are a small percentage of people who are already in awareness of, um, you know, being mindful when it comes to sleep, self-care, all of that stuff, health and wellness. It's a, it's definitely a smaller percentage. So um, it, it is nice to have people in your corner. And that's why, back to your podcast, why it's so great is you are influencing hopefully people who haven't, you know, dipped their toes into this part of the water yet. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, when people start to realize how healthy habits make them feel so different, I think that's when it sticks. I think, you know, just having the experience of, wow, I feel really good or I feel really energized or, you know, this is really helping me. I think once people give self-care a try and healthy habits a try, then it's a little bit easier for it to resonate because they've experienced it themselves. Yeah, that's so true. And it's also um, when they, I, I think when there's like an extreme change, it usually seems more overwhelming and scary than when it's gradual habits. Like all of these little habits, they don't need to be done overnight, all at once, you know, the same day, all of these little things are things that, you know, I think you and I probably can, uh, like say firsthand that we've been working on for so many years now, little things add up to feeling better and better as time goes on. Um, so it is that it does go back to that, finding that value in yourself to start making these changes and open your eyes. Um, and not, uh, you know, not really thinking like, oh, I'm going to do one bad diet and feel better tomorrow. It's more so a lifestyle shift. And I love the word shift because shift doesn't necessarily mean it's abrupt and it's crazy. It could be a slow shift and an easier shift. What do you tell people when it comes to the holidays? Because, you know, we are talking about a lifestyle. So a lifestyle isn't rigid and a lifestyle isn't so restrictive. So how do you help people navigate the holidays when there is so much food and there is so much stuff that maybe, 
isn't the healthiest, um, but, you know, you don't want people to feel like they're deprived or restrictive during the holidays either. What, what do you tell people for the holiday season? So what I, let's start by this. I also am people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this all started before I had a health coaching background. Like I too love food. Um, So it's not, I'm telling when, when I give advice or tips, then people ask me um, my biggest, you know, like my biggest advice regarding the holidays or even any time, but, but definitely around the holidays um, is to be gentle with yourself mm. when it comes to food. So, but also don't be, don't have your head up your butt either, because if we, there's that fine line between, Oh, I'm at a party. I, you might have a party every night that weekend. It might be Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, and maybe Sunday afternoon that you have parties. So there's that fine line between, oh, well, it's a party and it's the holidays and I'm going to indulge. Um, or you saying to yourself, well, I've prepared all week eating health, like eating healthy all week or e- even eating healthy all day and making sure I actually am eating rather than like don't skimp on calories and binge eat at these holiday dinners or parties, indulge in your favorite treats, or if it's having a glass of champagne, whatever it is, but do it mindfully and enjoy it. So um, my biggest piece of advice is to not necessarily give up on everything and go cold turkey unless you're okay with that and you don't feel sad or you don't feel like you miss out on your favorite treat. Um, But to also not, just totally throw away the way you live your life for a whole entire month because there is cookies being sent to your house every day or you're at a party every day and it has indulgent food and wine and champagne. Um, once you start, it could be the holidays, it could be the summer, it could be whatever it is. But once you start neglecting yourself, it comes back to that. You are neglecting what you actually need and you're overindulging. You know, that's, that's my, that's, that's my biggest piece of advice is to let yourself have treats. But, and if that treat to you is having, you know, a glass of champagne, you know, that too, but to not overindulge because you're going to have given up everything you have worked on all of these other months, just because you're going to say it's the holidays, but you know, newsflash, the holidays come every year. Are you going to do this every year for the rest of your life? And end up feeling crappy and then make a new year's resolution that most people end up dropping. Um, So yes, it is a lifestyle and it is a year round lifestyle. And the way that I treat the holidays are pretty much the way that I treat other times is that if it is your birthday, you're going to have a piece of cake or maybe you're not, but if you want that cake, please mindfully enjoy that piece of cake and really truly indulge in it. Um, But know that just because you ate that piece of cake doesn't mean everything went out the window and you should still stick to your normal exercise regimen and your normal eating habits to support your body. Because if you let go of all of that, you will get sick. You'll be more prone to getting the flu. You probably will. Maybe you won't gain so much weight. I think a lot of people worry about holiday weight gain, but it's more so about your overall health and your mindset, um, how you feel during the holidays. It's a lot of bloating. It's a lot of heaviness. Um, Whereas if you do indulge, but you still keep 
90% of your routine and eating habits the same, you don't feel like you were deprived, but you also feel pretty, pretty good still like a cookie or like I said, a glass of wine, whatever it is in very small moderation is not going to do much to sabotage all of the great healthy habits you have already acquired. Um, but you also should not be using excuses every single day. Like, Oh, it's the holidays. So I'm going to do this, this and that. And then by the end of December, you're like, Oh, I feel sick. I want to go on like a 60 day juice cleanse and never, and never eat again. You don't want to ever get to those points of extremes. You want it to be a nice balance. I really do think that the inner work helps people when it comes to, you know, food and moderation. I think, you know, when people are doing this inner work of, you know, loving themselves, accepting themselves, they almost draw the line when it comes to binge eating or being so restrictive because they want to take good care of themselves. Um, so do you have any tips for people when it comes to the inner work that they can do to also help themselves achieve moderation and balance? Yeah. So when you say inner work, I love to, when I do my health coaching sessions, something I love to work on to start before we get into the goals, before we get into everything that they want out of health coaching, I love to create a vision for what their wellness looks like. Um, and what they, so it's kind of like the same way as when you do like a visual meditation of what you, what you want. Um, so you think of yourself like, you know, five years from now. So when we do it with wellness, I basically have the client write it from the point of view that they are already in that state. So whatever their goals are, they didn't share it necessarily with me at this point yet. But for me, so for an example, if I was going to write a wellness vision, I am strong. I have the flexibility and energy to chase my son and maybe a future kid around my backyard without tiring out. Um, I, a lot of the that would be part of it. And a lot of my, you know, how I, uh, how I'm envisioning myself is tied to a why. So the inner work needs to always come back to why you are doing something and the value of it to you. And I'm so happy you brought up how the inner work really does create um, almost a path to our eating habits. And it really does because I think when people have a why or I know when people have a why and they remind themselves of their why, which um, it could be because you have children. It could be because you had a family member who, you know, went through cancer and passed away, who you could have family members around you who are overweight and you see them struggle. And your why is you don't want to be that way. Or your why is you're going to be as strong as you could be for that relative who passed away from cancer because they didn't have the opportunity to do it. Um, your why could be you want that energy to chase your kids around the backyard without them seeing their mom or dad so tired so soon. You want to be present. So um, I'll share actually one of my affirmations that I say every morning is that I am healthy and vital and I tie my why to those affirmations. So I say I am healthy and vital because I want to show up fully for my family and for myself and have the freedom to live life the way that we want to live it. 
Um, so that inner work definitely ties back to a reason and a why for your behavior. And it sounds like it's very psychological and really it is psychological. Um, our eating habits can come down to mindfulness and tying it back to why we're doing something. And if we look at, you know, say the whole month of December or like even just the first 25 days leading up to Christmas. And if there are cookies in front of our face every single day and we're eating them often all day, you know, like if you're having them at various points every day and not really thinking it's mindless. So you did not practice mindfulness, but also you didn't remind yourself of why you want to be healthy. Because I could tell you, if you do have kids, you don't want to go to, you don't want to find out you're diabetic if you're putting these negative eating habits into play all the time. Um, so having that inner work done doesn't have to be anything, you know, so in depth, it could just be a simple why. Um, and usually it goes back to the people that are around us, our tribe, the people we love. And that is usually our reasoning of why, or at least that's what I find most people, their why is, is tied to that. So I think my biggest tip is for people to sit down and envision themselves at their healthiest and why they want to get there and what it looks like. Um, because I could tell you, my dad is not able to chase my son around and my mom, she, he, he, he's healthy, but he's not mobile really. Like he's not fast and quick and agile. Um, and my son is very fast, but then I look at my mom who always walked and she paid attention to what she was eating. And she, you know, she wasn't like somebody doing CrossFit and, you know, having, ex she wasn't extreme. She just was mindful. Um, but she is able to chase my son around and, you know, he'll have those memories. So I think a lot of people, if they sit down and think of their future and the people around them and what they want it to look like, a good way to start is to think of your why as far as the people who you love. Absolutely right. I really enjoyed that. Um, so I have one more question. So when you tell people, you know, give yourself grace, especially when it comes to patterns that are so ingrained, like a lot of us grow up with some type of shame and confusion when it comes to eating. So I've seen a lot of people kind of need some validation when it comes to eating. Like, oh, it's okay to have a snack. It's okay to, you know, treat yourself now and then. What are your best tips for just like helping people find grace in, in eating? Nothing is nothing's definitive. Um, so the best way to find grace when it comes to eating habits or really anything is that there's always a new hour and there's always a new day. So if you did, if you did make choices that you're not 100% proud of in anything, um, but we've all had those days with food. I mean, I can say firsthand, I definitely have had those days with food and maybe this year they don't look as bad as they did last year, but it's because I'm on my you know, ever evolving health journey, but those days where I don't give myself grace and I beat myself up, I end up feeling not only like crappy for the food that I ate, but crappy that I'm in a bad mood because I'm guilty. And then it's like that cycle of, you know, you're, you're in a bad mood because you ate the bad stuff or the, you know, the quote unquote bad stuff. And now you're in a bad mood because you're in a bad mood about it. And you feel like you're wasting time. At least for me, like this is a definitely an issue that I personally have had. So um, I learned through the years 
that those days will come up that you make choices you are not 100% proud of um, and that you don't necessarily want to do again, but you already made the choice. So the answer is to not stop eating for the next three days. Um, The answer is to nourish yourself the next option, the next opportunity that you have. And that's the best way to give yourself grace is to find that nourishment. Um, And if that means eating a really healthy dinner right after you just binged, you know, six Reese's (laughs) or something, then so be it. You don't have to throw um, every good habit out of the window because you didn't ruin everything. You did not ruin everything. It was one, it was one slip up or maybe it was a few slip ups, but like I said, you had the next hour is a new hour. The next day is a new day. So by giving yourself grace, it's to know you're human, you're going to make mistakes. Um, and you will make better choices again. It's nothing, nothing is totally definitive. I love that. I think that's a great tip just for a living to, you know, always give yourself grace. You know, life is not perfect. Shit happens. But if we can just learn and grow and expand and move forward, that's the most important thing. Yes, I totally agree with you. So I just can't wait to see what else you do. Um, I know you're planning some workshops and, and some upcoming events. So do you have um, some details for those? Yeah. So um, I actually have a couple of things coming up. One I'm doing, I'm putting together with some of my yogi friends, um, a healthy through the holidays workshop. So it's pretty much going to be virtual, but it's going to be nutrition and food paired with meditation and some yoga. Um, and that's going to be starting at the end of um, November, but I'll be announcing those details soon. So I'll definitely be in touch with you um, on that. And then I'm putting together, this is a part of Dish well, but I connected with a lot of other moms in the wellness world because there are a lot of... Um, tools out there for moms now, like versus maybe five years ago through social media and stuff, which is incredible. And it's amazing, but there's not like that many places that have a one-stop shop for moms who are interested in wellness or learning more about wellness. So, um, I put together a little group and, you know, we're just really starting up now. It's called mommy's helper. So it's to help for moms by moms. And it's, um, a bunch of women in the wellness world. We're going to be posting some tips and um, eventually selling some products. But for that, um, I'm making, I'm creating, and it'll be out soon within the next few weeks, um, a pancake mix, because this all came down to me being really stressed out food shopping that I couldn't find an easy pancake mix to just have on hand for like those busy mornings when you could picture a hungry two-year-old and he's wanting pancakes. And every day I was making them from scratch. Like, so I had everything out, like the baking soda, the making powder, all the mixes of vanilla extract, um, you know, measuring and he's, he's hungry and he's not necessarily happy hungry. (laughs) Um, so eventually I would just make extra of the mix and I thought, wow, I need to help other moms. So it's gluten-free, it's plant-based, but it's also nutrient dense. Um, it's not just like rid of gluten or, you know, animal products. It actually has like really great items in there. Um, so that will be up for sale in the next few weeks. So that's really what I've been working on in addition to the health coaching. 
Yeah, I love that. I think, you know, so many kids love pancakes. I love that this is such a healthy recipe and I'm so excited for that product to come out. Thank you. And you know, it's great. Like I eat them too. So it's not just for kids. The the point is that it's easy for the moms, but they could also eat it <laughs> and enjoy it. Um, there's no added sugar. It's plant-based. So it's all and gluten-free and like I'm sick of looking at things that have like preservatives or just horrible things in there. That's wonderful. Well, I'm so, yeah, of course. I'm so glad you came on today. I always enjoy talking with you. You Thank are you. such a bright light. You have so many good resources and I'm just so excited for your workshops coming up. Thank you so much. And I love to be here. So Keep doing what you're doing. I love your episodes. They're all great. Hey, friend. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Solutions Podcast. For more episodes just like this, be sure to subscribe. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, we're at Solutions Pod. Thanks again for listening and be sure to check out our next episode.